Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. What? I wondered what, what the sound at? was so funny. until I looked over it. What am I, a clown? Our, what am our, I a clown? You're well, funny one. yeah. I, I was wondering what that sound was. <laughs> then I looked over on our closed circuit uh, yeah. camera system here. Yeah. And so you, we're not allowed to be in the same room. Then don't want to be in the same room. I do. Either, but. <laughs> we had to deal with that last week, but it went very well. I'm sipping my hot coffee. Was it coffee or maybe hot chocolate? This I wish it good was good morning. I for wish hot it chocolate. was hot chocolate. Mm-mm. I couldn't find it. I think our hot chocolate machine is broken. No, we there is some over there. Is there? Mm-hmm. Would you mind if we started the show about 20 minutes late? Then, no, we'll so go I over and get, get some, some hot chocolate and uh, continue our conversation. This then. coffee yeah. is not terribly delicious, but it is warm. <laughs> That's all that matters. And when I do this on the air, I have to do it extra super loud. To annoy me? No, just so. Oh, so it shows. So the listeners can hear. Okay. <laughs> so are you staying warm this morning? No. <laughs> no. <not at> no. <laughs> Got two layers on. I've got a corduroy shirt, corduroy underwear, corduroy. I've got corduroy everything. Corduroy. I got corduroy. If you if you you can hear me walking down the hall, the corduroy is making making that noise today. Dolly Parton from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony that was on uh, HBO and HBO Max last night. Dolly Parton joined by the other Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees uh, singing uh, Pat Benatar, Annie Lennox, Simon Laban from Duran Duran, uh, Judas Priest, Rob Halford, along with Brandi Carlisle and Pink. Uh, singing her classic song Jolene, it was uh, it was a really great broadcast. Uh, it's still running on HBO and HBO Max if you want to see it. But this was the highlight for me last night. Uh, Dolly Parton bringing it at seventy six years old. Not quite as good as Dave Schwann singing Edelweiss <laughs> last week. Well, chestnuts I, roasting I, on I an open fire. I seriously doubt if I'm going to get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've already put in some you calls. Put in my- <laughs> I put in some calls to get you into the Karaoke Hall of Fame <laughs> after our big broadcast at Tree Time last week. Dolly Parton's had quite a week, actually. Induction into the Hall of Fame, and then uh, Jeff Bezos giving her, uh, you know, very large charitable donation. Now, it's good to be Dolly Parton. Yeah. Good to be Dolly Parton. Uh, she had a lo- lovely speech uh, during the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Pink uh, inducted her and gave a beautiful speech. It's, it was a really great show. Lionel Richie's uh, induction was great, and he performed, and Pat Benatar uh, performed, and uh, they gave a, a nice speech. It, it was really great. The, if you're a rock and roll fan, you'll definitely uh, want to check that out. But, uh, Andy, you were uh, missed uh, tremendously oh, thank you. last you. week. It sounded like a lot of fun. I was listening uh, back here at the studio. Yeah, we did. We had uh, we had a few laughs, Shawnee, didn't we? We had more than a few, yes. It was a wonderful time. 
uh, Elton Jim Toronto, who, by the way, is in Los Angeles at this moment. Gee, I wonder why. It's Elton John's final concert today. <laughs> he, w- he was at the one on Friday. He was at the one last night. And he's going to the final show uh, tonight, uh, t- tonight at Dodger Stadium. So we'll, we're not going to check in with him uh, this morning because, honestly, after last week, I've had enough of him for a little while. <laughs> He's listening. <laughs> Listen anyway. <laughs> Listen said. anyway. Well, at some point, we'll catch up and find out how the Elton John shows were. I'm sure, you know, what's he going to say? You know, of course, it's a, they're amazing. They're amazing shows. But uh, he was, uh, you know, he was a blast. We had uh, just nothing but fun last week with thank you to all of our friends at Tree Time. Thank you to our listeners. Oh, my gosh. Once again, the best in the world. I'm telling you, people lined up in front of the door, uh, you know, before the store even opened. Shawnee was just telling me, you know, when he got there, people were lined up. They were. And Shawnee had his security people push people out of the way (laughs) so he could get through and then threw scalding hot water on them. Let me through. I'm Dave Schwan. Uh, um, but we just we just had the best time. Uh, oh my gosh, the Eddie Carosa Jr. Polka Band. Now you know what I was thinking about. Was awesome. What? I think I mean this. That we need I, a polka band every week. Every year. No, no. Every, at, at least at tree time. Every we week need to have the sh- them. Every there. week. Why not? Every Why not week? every week? Absolutely. It would be fun. It would be fun. Uh, they added so much to the festivities. There. Oh, he was just uh, Eddie Carosa and his uh, boys from Illinois, plus girl, his wife, who was the drummer. <laughs> uh, they they were a blast and just had a good time playing along with us. Uh, you know, this is, as as you may know by listening to the show, this is not the most meticulously planned show. We kind of... You know, let, just let things fly and see what happens every week. And uh, the, the the guys in the band uh, were fantastic and just kind of playing along with us. We had a fantastic performance from uh, The Sound of Music that's uh, out at the Paramount Theater, which I'm going to go see tonight, by the way. I'm very excited to go see the show. I've been hearing but nothing but rave reviews from people who have seen uh, either the opening night, which was, I, I believe it was Friday night, or previews. Uh, saying how much they loved it. In fact, I got a text this morning from the 847 area code. Uh, Don't know if you're going to be talking about Sound of Music, but my wife and I went last night and have to say it was one of the best shows that the Paramount has put on. Hmm. Not only were the actors fantastic, but the scenery was the best that we've ever seen at that theater, and we've been going for five years. So, you know, rave rave reviews. Uh, And last week... I don't know if this was on the air. I don't think it was. I think this was before we went on the air. Uh, Schwani breaks into a spontaneous Edelweiss. <laughs> I was following Edelweiss, your lead. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. <laughs> you look happy to meet me. <laughs> you were singing along, and so was everybody yeah, else. Of course. Why not? And everybody else began singing. Everybody was singing along. Uh, it, it was just a really fun time. So thank you to everybody who came out. Thank you to Tree Time. 
thank you uh, to the we had one guest that uh, canceled out we had a performance that was supposed to happen they canceled out with like with five minutes notice uh, thank you to them because it uh, provided us with endless comedic opportunities <laughs> yes. throughout the show. Uh, thank you to uh, Jack, our producer, Jack. He handled the whole Facebook Live uh, uh, thing. Uh, and uh, we've been getting rave reviews about that, uh, Jack. Also, you know, people people loved your, your camera work and, uh, and all that. Multi-talented. You are multi-talented. You are multi-talented, if you do say so yourself. And, and also uh, to Bill and Dan, yep. our engineers. Bill and Dan, our engineers. Handled the audio quite Chris, well. Chris, Chris Flores, Flores on, back on here. End. And Bob, of course. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 Everybody except Andy. I was there in spirit. Andy was back here with his new best friends. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking football. Boy, were you ever! We at were the singing end of that, that game, you know, just for the you know for the heck of it. We started to break into a spontaneous bear down Chicago Bears. Of course, you did karaoke style. Um, How did we not do that last week? Yeah, we should have done that. We should have done a, a bear down Chicago Bears. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people showed up in their Bears gear. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to do the Super Bowl shuffle, but uh, we figured with three straight losses, we probably shouldn't yeah, go probably, there. Probably not. Yeah. Don't push your luck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was uh, we had a blast. We had a we had a blast, and this week uh, we've got uh, uh, just a short show this week. So Andy and his uh, pals can uh, come on at eleven o'clock and preview the uh, Bears and Falcons game uh, that'll take place today. And uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, it's cold. Very. I'm feeling like how cold <laughs> was it? <laughs> Uh, I feel like we ought to do uh, unnecessary uh, warnings. About, oh yes, about the cold, obvious and unnecessary warnings that broadcasters always do. Uh, you know, like before you, before you, hey, don't forget before you go outside, bundle up, bundle up, bundle up. It is it is uh, nineteen at O'Hare right now, oh my. and the wind chill index. Is seven above at O'Hare. Oh, Wind smokes. chill indices, mm. the proper plural of index, indices seven in Freeport, mm. five in Rochelle. Mm. It's one below wind chill in South Bend. Huh. So these are very, very cold temperatures. Yeah. What about here in Chicago? Here you in mean, Chicago, it you is mentioned every seven. outlying area. What I said about seven Chicago? at O'Hare, four at <laughs> One Midway. or two people live in the city of Chicago, too. <laughs> I know. said seven at O'Hare, four at Midway, seven in the lakefront. It is uh, three, or uh, rather seven in Waukegan. Right. It's, it's, it, is, it is bitter cold outside. Got the McLeansboro forecast. It's got the <laughs> Hegwish forecast is included. Ten uh, wind chill in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, well, uh, I saw a temperature of one below in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. So we are definitely getting cold air uh, in the area this morning. Hey, you know what? You want to complain about the weather today, and yes, I do. But uh, how about Buffalo, New York? Mm-hmm. How about Buffalo? Wow. Yeah, there was supposed to be a football game there this weekend, and that's uh, not going to be happening. That's going to be uh, in Detroit instead. So they moved it inside to the dome there. I thought you were supposed to play football outside no matter what. Yeah. I know it's six feet of snow. I was going to say, this one is, it's over the heads of some of the players. (laughs) 
so it would probably yeah. be a little difficult to call that game, first of all. And then uh, I don't know if fans would be able to make it there. Did you see any of the Notre Dame game yesterday? I heard Saw about the Notre Dame game. Yeah, it, it was, was like the action, yeah. it was like the Blizzard Bowl uh, yeah. uh, going on there. Snow globe the snow in coming South down Bend. went crazy. Uh, I know you're shocked that I was watching the Notre Dame game. I'm not shocked. I know you're a sports fan. I was just flip. I was flipping by looking for a cooking show, and I happened to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Come on, you set the reminder for that one. I know. Hey, uh, talking about uh, cooking shows, on Friday we had uh, Lydia Bastianich on uh, the WGN Midday News, and I got to cook with her, and we had uh, such a great time. We made a, a, a delicious dish, a one-pan dish, uh, chicken breasts, no, chicken thighs with potatoes, onions, and Italian green olives, all sautéed in one pan. It was so mm, absolutely mm, delicious. Tasty. And I love the one pan thing, you know, for, you know, for those of us that actually ha- wash our own dishes and <laughs> clean up, uh, you know, the, the, Lydia's got a good sense for that of not making things too complicated. But this was absolutely delicious. And she couldn't be more delightful. She's just truly one of the nicest uh, people, one of America's foremost TV chefs. And uh, couldn't couldn't be uh, more delightful. We posted some pictures on uh, social media, and if Elon Musk hasn't taken me off, I think I'm still on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I know he's taking people off and putting people on, so I'm not sure where I sit with that right now. Uh, Do we have a cold, far flung forecast? Absolutely. Yeah, we absolutely do. Does it have to do with the weather? And it absolutely has of to do with the Of course it does. Of course it does. We'll get to that next. <laughs> Dave Baron Von Trapp, a schwan. Okay. <laughs> I had Very one, and then, I, and then I forgot. Very yeah. appropriate. Dankeschön, mein Freund. And guten Tag, everyone. Get out your compasses and protractors, because today we go out east to Orchard Park, New York. Mm. Orchard Park, New York is uh, just about 14 miles southeast of downtown Buffalo. And Buffalo, of course, is close to Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls! (laughs) Slowly I turned, (laughs) step by step. And inch by inch. Orchard Park was started with the settlers, a gentleman by the name of Didymus Kinney and wife Phoebe. Didymus? Now, as uh, Andy and I have been discussing this morning, and as sports fans know, Orchard Park is the home of the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. And Orchard Park has been in the news quite a bit lately because it has seen the most snow, actually, in this huge storm that has hit New York State. 77 inches of snow has fallen on Orchard Park. That is six feet five inches of snow. That's a lot of snow. In Orchard Park, who, by the way, are still digging themselves out. But it's partly sunny there and 23 today. Uh, there is an alert there. It's called a winter weather advisory. So they may want to take caution in Orchard Park, New York today. Okay. And that's that is our far flung forecast. That's it. That's it. Okay. It's nine thirty. I have a newsroom to run. So <laughs> here we go. Okay, <laughs> it's your far flung forecast. Orchard Park, New York. Oh, yeah, twenty three today. 20, partly 20, sunny. Yeah, seventy inches of snow. Whatever. I hear you. 
9.36. With the kids jingle bell. Dean Richards, Sunday morning. WGN, Sunday before Thanksgiving. It's the most. Getting ready for it all. That's why uh, a visit with Dr. Kevin Most is a fantastic idea for a variety of reasons. Uh, Kevin, good morning, my friend. How are you? Dean, I'm doing great. A little chilly, but besides that, really doing well. Thank you. Yeah. And yourself? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. The uh, I'm I'm wondering, you know, in what direction do we point now with uh, you know some health information with Thanksgiving? People are getting together. Uh, you know, and hugging and, you know, all that stuff. And there's some concerns about that, spreading diseases around. Uh, it's the eatinest day of the year, you know, where people uh, feel like they have just license to be as gluttonous as possible. Where do we even start with any of this? Yeah, you know, you make some very good points. And really, when you start at the foundation of it, and that is getting people together, you know, this is going to be a obviously the busiest travel weekend of the year as it normally is and back to pre-COVID levels. And we're looking at air travel and um, just travel around the country being very high. Coupling that with extremely high influenza rates is very concerning for us. So certainly that foundation is going to have some issues. We've already had, you know, almost 5 million cases of influenza. We've had 40,000 hospitalizations in this country already. A normal year for us is about a 100,000 hospitalizations. So really, it is coming out as a bad timing for uh, influenza as well as COVID, as well as RSV, along with all this travel. Yeah, the uh, it, the RSV, is that the respiratory uh, issue that is affecting both kids and adults now, or is the respiratory thing something completely different? No, that's it. That's RSV, the respiratory syncytial virus, uh, a virus that we usually see in younger kids and has been kind of filling up pediatric uh, hospital beds and pediatric intensive care beds across the country. In the, in the south, it's starting to level off. We're not seeing that leveling here yet in Chicago and in the Midwest, so that's still a little bit concerning, especially as these weather you know changes now and there's less people doing things outside and more gathering in groups inside. So Obviously, you know, anybody who has a little kid, certainly the holidays are a great time to see grandma and grandpa and the family. But certainly if your child is sick, uh, keep them home or keep them distant as much as you can. Nothing worse than spreading an illness uh, during this holiday. Yeah, so if people are going to be doing some uh, traveling, uh, I, I won't uh, get on a plane without my mask on uh, these days or really any any crowded area inside or out. I, I'll, I'll always have my mask. Is that the best protection that people can take during this high travel weekend that's coming up? Well, uh, yeah, obviously the best protection is to make sure you're fully vaccinated. But even being fully vaccinated, you know, you still have the chance of getting both COVID and influenza. So certainly masking and going back to our simple basics of washing our hands. People have to understand we we get the virus on our hands and then, then we spread it actually to ourselves. So certainly masking, you know, you travel a lot. I travel quite a bit. Um, wearing a mask, it, it's no longer, you know, you don't feel like you're, you know, an outcast anymore. Right. I'd say I traveled last week. And I bet you we had maybe 20% of the people, 30% of the people wearing masks. Yeah. And, you know, if at the end you feel much better about yourself and you feel healthy, who cares what the mask looks like? Yeah, well, I'm, and uh, as you had uh, pointed out, uh, you know, wearing the mask uh, helps 
Uh, so you're not touching your your nose, your eyes. It just reminds you to don't don't touch up there. Don't and if you do have something that's on your hands, you want to keep it off your face uh, at all costs. The um, uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner issue. Um, it, I know it's about moderation. I know that you know every, you know all the sensible things to do, but people aren't going to do that on Thanksgiving, are they? No, no, they're not. You know, and being we've done this segment, you know, for the past couple of years, and, I, and I, I've done it with all the way back to Spike O'Dell. Um, and it's really not, you know, this is not the, the segment where we try to ruin Thanksgiving meal, but we just really want to make sure everyone's aware of exactly what they're doing and, and how they can maybe eat a little bit easier and a little bit better uh, than, than what some people are going to do on Thursday. <laughs> Right. Uh, moderation really is, is what it's about. What are, what are the biggest uh, problems? Are there, are there certain foods that are uh, bigger problems than others if you're going to you know, be gorging on Thursday? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we're only supposed to get about, you know, 20%, 25% of our calories from fat. But in fact, this holiday, we load that on, whether it be the gravy, the butter, uh, the the casseroles mm. with the heavy you know heavy cream based casseroles. Mm. So certainly mm. our fat content and salt content goes way up. Um, and then some of the basic foods, Dean. You know, a good sweet potato with just a little bit of butter on it is good. A sweet potato with butter, brown sugar, and marshmallows is outstanding. But unfortunately, yeah. that's where we start to get the calories as well as the fat grams. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, the, the overload of sugars uh, and, you know, desserts, you know, where you might not even ha- normally have dessert. Here, you're definitely going to have some pumpkin pie with the whipped cream on it and maybe a piece of cake, maybe this, maybe that. But also, uh, in addition to the sugar, I mean, the sodium is through the roof on most of these things, right? It really is. You know, especially some of these prepared salads, you know, the, the sodium content for, you know, your green bean casserole, we'll just say. You know, we, we take a can of condensed soup, which is just loaded with sodium, and we don't dilute it out. We just pour it over the beans and eat it. So and now you've just magnified the impact of the sodium that you would have in a in a, a bowl of soup. So certainly the sodium content will go up that day. And you don't need to put any salt on anything else. Don't put salt on your turkey. There's plenty of salt in that meal for flavor. Yeah, a lot of the turkeys already come pre-injected with sodiums anyway. Uh, so, you know, you, you, you would find... If you just do a little taste, you'll find that you don't even need it in the first place, that it, it, it's already there. And the the problem with too much sodium is high blood pressure. Is that right? Correct. You know, sodium, we retain water. We make our heart work harder. And it really does have a huge impact on individuals with hi- with hypertension, which, you know, we talked last week, you know, hypertension now a leading uh, one of the top causes for severe COVID. So we certainly want to make sure that we're not going to take something that's going to make our blood pressure even worse. And you know, people say, oh, I'm just going to take two blood pressure pills that day. It doesn't work that way. So certainly limiting your sodium intake will be good, not only for your weight, but also for your heart. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and get to your questions for Dr. Kevin Most 312 981-7200 is the phone number to call in. 
or to text 312-981-7200. And it is 948. This is Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN, with our pal, Dr. Kevin Most. Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, on the line with us. Kevin, you are taking a beating on the text line uh, today. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mister. Thanks for ruining my Thanksgiving, uh, not letting me eat any of the things that I want to eat. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, are, are like that. Hey, you know what? Eat whatever you want to eat. If you want to be unhealthy, uh, be unhealthy. If you, you know, you want to do whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, Dr. Most is telling you things trying to keep you healthy and to keep you alive with it, uh with the, with that in mind uh let's you know somebody said hey it's just one day but it's not just one day people eat like this all the time they go in excess all the time talk about the problem of obesity in america right now right oh dean 100 percent. and when we look at obesity in this country and it is epidemic and the, the amount of individuals who are obese right now. And with obesity, not only do you have high blood pressure, you have heart disease, you have diabetes, which then impacts your kidneys, your eyes. I mean, we really uh, need to focus on how we're going to start doing weight control. And people say, oh, you know, come on, people are going to find out the weight that they feel comfortable with. And assuredly, there's the mental health aspect of, of weight but certainly there's the physical aspect of it as well that we need to worry about. And you're absolutely right. The person that fills that plate and overfills that plate on Thanksgiving probably has a tendency to do that, you know, even during a regular meal. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just it's just one day of the year. It's Thanksgiving. It's just Christmas. But it's just the Christmas party. It's just the holiday time. It's just during the football game. It's, you know, it, there, there's a million it's justs that uh you know and do it eat whatever you want do whatever you want it's your life it's you know you know do whatever you want that you know i'm i'm coming on the side of dr most here the man's trying to help us to you know try to give us a little realization of uh exercising a little bit of uh moderation it's not going to hurt you to have a little moderation uh somebody texted in and said uh, there are uh, low-sodium uh, options for soups, so you can still put them on your green bean casseroles that would lower the sodium. It's a, it's a lower so – I've seen them, too. Uh, they're lower sodiums, but they're still pretty high. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, they are, and certainly sodium is something that food manufacturers put in just because it makes their food taste better, and that attracts people to it. But they're absolutely right. There's low-fat ways to do appetizers. There's low-sodium options for many things. You know, and just what we add on, just like I said about the sweet potatoes, you know, uh, we make some of these worse. And certainly one day is not a bad deal, but, you know, if you look at how much, how many calories you take in, you know, a, an average person who works out moderately for an hour only burns 350, 400 calories. Well, you got to remember, you're taking in an additional 2,000 calories there, so that individual, you got seven hours of working out to get rid of those calories that you just put on for one meal. Right, right, right. Uh, but again, you know, you're all adults. You can do whatever you want to do. You want to put yourself in an early grave, that, that's your business. 
Uh, but get off Dr. Mo's back for trying to help you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, you know what, Dean? I, I'll take the abuse once a year, and I say it all the time. You know, yeah. It's the day that I'm going to ruin a holiday, but I really don't mean to ruin it. I just want people to be a little bit smarter just be aware. and how they enjoy it. It's yeah. just trying to make you aware of, you know, you don't have to put every single thing that's on the table in your mouth. That's not, it's not, really, <laughs> not really required. Uh, the uh, 407 area code, do you recommend getting a COVID test prior to a family gathering? You know, depending on who you're going to be with, it's not a bad idea. If anybody has any symptoms whatsoever, then absolutely. If you're going to be around seniors, great-grandmas, grandmas, you know, individuals like that, it's reassuring to know that you're not going to spread, you know, COVID. So certainly, and we can do the COVID tests in your home now. They're very simple to do. So peace of mind for everybody in the group to walk in and say, hey, we've all been tested. Let's have you know fun, and you can give hugs and handshakes and kisses. Um, so it's, it's a great thing to do. I'm not sure how many people will, but certainly it would put me at ease knowing who I was going to be around. Yeah, uh, 708 area code says, is there a test for RSV in adults? How does it differ from other viruses? Yeah, you know, there is a test, but the test is done in the hospital setting, so there's no over-the-counter test for RSV. RSV in adults, for the most part, we can do pretty well with it because we've been exposed to it numerous times over our life, where the young children, that's often the first time that they've been exposed to it, and their immune system is not prepared for it. As we age, obviously, RSV gets much more serious because our immune system isn't there. But we in the hospital, when someone comes in with symptoms, we're testing for COVID, flu, RSV, because we know out of the two of those, COVID and influenza, we can treat. RSV is all supportive measures of keeping you hydrated, keeping you oxygenated, and letting your immune system fight off the virus. This is Mike on the line at 312-981-7200. You're on with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi, Mike. Hi. Um, just a quick question, and uh, thank you for always being available for us. Um, if I get a shot on Monday, my final booster, will that help protect me uh, as soon as Thursday at Thanksgiving? Yeah, Mike. You know, when we look at the booster Great that you asked the question that way. Some people haven't gotten any shots and they're feeling, well, if I get my shot now. But as far as the booster, you're going to start to see it work in two to three days, five days, really kind of really ramping up. So if you get it on Monday morning, certainly by Thursday, it is going to be working. It's going to meet capacity about in day 10. But certainly getting it on Monday makes total sense, and you're going to have much more protection come Thursday. You probably uh, get it today also, right? Absolutely. A lot of Walgreens or CVS or whatever, you know, some of those places are uh, doing their booster shots. And I know a lot of people that just went into the store and got their their boosters, uh, no appointments uh, necessary. So, you know, you get even one more day jump on the whole thing. Yeah, people who are shopping Jewel used to give a coupon for 10 percent off yep. your groceries that day so yeah they still are they still yeah, are bonanza there yep yeah you get a little uh get a little bonus there on top of it it sound good mike it sounds good thank you appreciate the help thank you for the call we appreciate it uh let me see here for dr most is the flu vaccine matching the flu strain that people are currently getting Yeah, so when we look at what's going on right now, 76% of the cases are influenza A, H3N2. That's the one that's really hitting children and seniors hard. And then 22% of the cases that we're seeing right now are the H1N1. 
Fortunately, we do have a strain of the A, A uh, H3N2 in the vaccine this year. Everyone remember, we have four different strains in the vaccine. Well, one of them is this. Is it an exact match? No, but it's certainly a close match and will really have great protection for us. 815 area code asks, is there anything I can do to reduce side effects from a COVID booster? I've had horrible chills and high fever for two days with each of the shots that I've gotten. Yeah, you know, the side effects really vary from individual to individual. Some people get none. Some people get the symptoms that, that this individual is talking about. And certainly for those people, we want to make sure we treat the fever. So Tylenol, Advil to keep those down, keep your fluids up. But once the vaccine's in you, that's that body's response is what is going on. That's what's causing the fever, the body aches. So anything we can do to eliminate those two, which would be Advil, Tylenol, and fluids, We'll minimize those as much as possible, but know that your immune system is really reacting well to the vaccine. Kevin, I hope you have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I want you to know that we and our listeners, the ones who aren't beating you up for giving them decent health <laughs> advice, the, I, that we are very thankful for you being here with us every week and providing us with information uh, that we need to stay healthy. So I hope you and your family have a great holiday, my friend. Thank you. You too, Dean. Thanks. Appreciate the partnership. I have nothing to add. Okay. Well, then let's just. I was going to say something right along. about the cold weather. Well, it is cold, and uh, we are looking at uh, rather cold temperatures. So uh, you know, if you if you do go outside, please use caution and bundle up. Right. Allow yourself some extra time to let the car warm up. Very good. Make sure your windshield washer fluid is uh, mm-hmm. filled, topped off, right? No. One of our listeners uh, texted in a very helpful tip. Before you go outside, make sure you have your pants on. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> very helpful. You ain't getting tips like that up and down the dial. You see all those people out in the cold weather last night? Yeah, I was fighting my way into the station yesterday, and there was a bunch of uh, I bet it was very crazy. brave souls out there. You know, people, uh, they never back away from the cold weather for that lights festival when we used to be over on uh, michigan avenue and that that old dump on uh, michigan i was waiting for that the uh um remember we we had the you know we had a front row seat yeah in that uh in that window and uh didn't matter how cold it was didn't matter how snowy it was people you know out there with their kids they want to see mickey mouse they want to see you know all the disney characters and santa of course uh, winds it all up. So, uh, start of the uh, season is uh, going on here, and with the start of that season means uh, that we have got some of our great WGN uh, nostalgia shows, some of the kids shows we're going to start uh, playing out, which has become sort of a holiday tradition on WGN television. Uh, Bozo Gar and Ray, uh, some of our Bozo specials that we've put together. Uh, we're getting ready to bring to you, and they will start on Thanksgiving Day, by the way, our uh, the special that we did a few years ago called Bozo Circus, the 1960s, will be on Thanksgiving morning at 9 o'clock Central Time. Bozo Circus, the 1960s, at 9 o'clock Central Time. And then that will be followed by Bozo Circus, the 1970s, at 11 o'clock Central Time on Thanksgiving morning. So while you're stuffing your bird, Schwanny, you can turn, turn the TV on. <laughs> I'll be here. 
Stuffing your bird here. They'll be stuffing the bird here. Yeah. Part of the morning. Part of the morning. Yeah. Uh, so that very be... special Thanksgiving coming up for me this year. How's that? Well, this will be. Um, the, well, I'll just mention this. Of course, uh, they'll be the first one without Dad here. Right. But right. Gilda and I are continuing uh, a tradition that Dad and I started over twenty years ago, and that will be Thanksgiving dinner. At the Hilton Hotel. Oh, very nice. So we'll be there. But I will be stuffing my turkey here <laughs> before we go to uh, go to uh, I didn't our know. You dinner. And, you and your dad went to the Hilton every year for Thanksgiving? Yes. Over on Michigan Avenue? Right, right. Up until oh, the nice. last couple of years. Yeah. That's nice. That was, our, that was our Thanksgiving tradition. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. And nice of you. You're inviting all the listeners to come and join. Everybody is, a, is invited. It's yes. on Schwanny. He's paying. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. He's picking up I didn't the say that. I said they can come. But <laughs> I didn't say I was. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, okay. So, um, Bozogar and Ray, WGN TV Classics, are, uh, that was the first special that we did. Uh, like, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, something like that, that covers Bo- the, the Bozo Show garfield goose and friends and ray rayner show that is going to be on one week from today sunday november 27th 3 p.m central time so you'll be able to watch that on wgn television on our wgn plus app on roku amazon fire tv and apple tv you can also watch online at wgntv.com slash live and also on our WGN News mobile app. Okay? You've got it covered. So Thanksgiving morning, 9 and 11. And then one week from today, the 27th, 3 p.m. for Bozo Gar and Ray WGN TV Classics. I would think that it was, you know, a, a certain given that, you know, that would have such popularity. As beloved as Bozo, Gar, and Ray were all the years that those of us of a certain age were growing up with. So I, You know what? I hear from people every year who are you, you wouldn't expect to react to these shows. They didn't grow up with them. They're, they're younger. But yes. they, they are fascinated by yeah. these shows that were on live television back in the day. They're, they're fascinated by it. I hear from uh, people all the time telling me that they sit down to watch it, and then their kids or their grandchildren sit down and watch with them, weren't even born when these shows were on the air. And the kids are fascinated by Bob Bell and Ray Rayner and, uh, you know, the Ned Locke, the Joey DiOrio, you know, the whole, the whole gang. Sure. So there is, there is appeal beyond, I grew up with those shows, uh, to these shows. All these years these, the, 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 these have been on the air. Um, the people, we are still inundated with people, you know, reaction when these shows are on. So that's when they're going to be on. We've posted all that stuff online. If you, you know, you didn't catch, uh, you know, the exact times, whatever. If you go to WGNTV.com uh, slash Dean's List, we've got them all listed right there. But cool also that you can now watch them on uh, the WGN Plus app on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV, and that the show stream, WGNTV.com slash live, and the WGN News mobile app, because a lot of people have relatives outside of the Chicago area who would like to see these things, and you can also see them there. Yeah, I wonder if the the kids in the younger generation that didn't grow up with it are just fascinated because it was such a simple show. It was, there's there's no yeah. special effects. There's no yeah. uh, you know high tech in anything, and yeah. it was just uh, 
guys having fun on television. I that think, was it. I think it's that. It's very definitely that. These guys just went out there to have fun every day. As Bob Bell said in one of the interviews, uh, we weren't we aren't there to trying to teach the kids the ABCs or anything. We're just going out there and having some fun. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we'll try it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it worked. Well, I mean, they always had fun. Uh, they're they're always hilarious to watch these uh, these great old shows. Uh, the other thing that we hear is that uh, the younger generations are surprised at the much slower pace of these shows. Mm, okay, you know, every, yeah, everything is like right. you know these days, bang, 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 bang. Everything is so fast, and these shows just breathe. Yeah, they take their time. They breathe. They slowly develop, and uh, there's something very captivating about all that. So, uh, but I'll, you know, something to do on Thanksgiving morning while Chuani's stuffing his bird, <laughs> <laughs> and that is a euphemism, by the way. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what I did? I air fried a whole turkey this week. I saw you do that on TV. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, cool. and you didn't get hurt. No, nobody got hurt. Good, nobody was injured. Nothing blew up. Uh, I took a 12-pound turkey and put it in an air fryer, you know, seasoned it up a little bit, and put it in the air fryer, and in like an hour, a little more than an hour, it was done. And the skin was nice and crispy. The the white meat was nice and juicy. It's, uh, it, it's you know, one more alternative of how to do that. The, we've got the cooking segment posted on uh, WGNTV.com slash Cooks. If you want to take a look at that but when we come back from the break our annual visit from the butterball turkey talk line lady will happen mary alice coffee from the, the butterball turkey talk line will join us to answer your questions about getting ready for thanksgiving dinner next Ten twenty-three. Dean Richard Sunday morning. Thanks, WGN. It is the cookinest time of the year, especially uh, right before Thanksgiving time when meals are uh, going crazy with all the traditional things. And it is a tradition on this show, ever since we've been doing it, that we visit with the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. And joining us this year is uh, Mary Alice Coffee, a Butterball Turkey Talk Line. Supervisor, manning the phones, answering your questions. Mary Alice, welcome back to WGN. Nice to talk to you. Thank you very much, Dean. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Great to talk to you again. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. For how many years uh, have you been doing the Butterball Turkey Talk Line? Uh, This is my 28th year. So I've been here for a while. I know a lot about turkey. (laughs) I'm a turkey expert. How about that? And for how long has... The Butterball Turkey Talk Line been in existence? Well, the Talk Line has been in existence in 40-plus uh, years now. Yeah. So started in 1981 with only six operators answering the calls, and they had a Rolodex. And uh, over the time, we've seen a lot of changes. We've become very high-tech. We're now offering chats and texts and emails Many ways you can reach us uh, through 1-800-BUTTERBALL, or you can go ask an Alexa device uh, to uh, ask your question, and they will answer you, too. So many, many different ways to reach us, or you can go to butterball.com and get your information. How about that? Isn't that amazing how how high-tech is caught up with uh, the turkey cooking world? Uh, it has. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I've been lucky enough to uh, go and do some television segments over at the Butterball Turkey uh, headquarters uh, several times. In fact, I'm going to be there this coming Wednesday morning. Uh, we'll, we'll be there live on television again. Great. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Um, I, I was in the store at the grocery store yesterday and just cases and cases and cases. All the turkeys have come in. Everyone's talking about there's turkey shortage. There were no turkey shortages in the stores that I was in yesterday. Uh, No, Butterball hasn't. We have not had any problems with getting the turkeys out to the stores. And, you know, it's a good time to um, put some pep in your step and go and get your turkey today. Because, you know, it's it's time to uh, get that turkey. And if it's frozen, you still have time to thaw it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I noticed that's one of the things that I noticed. Uh, I noticed that there were turkeys, butterball turkeys, some that were premium and frozen, and some said fresh. No, and those were not frozen. What's what's the difference between these two turkeys? Is it just well, the, one's frozen and one's not? Yes, that's correct. The fr- the fresh turkeys are have never been frozen. Uh, they may feel a little bit hard because they're kept very cold f- during the transport to the store. But the meat itself is never frozen, so you buy the fresh turkey, you'll look at the date on the tag, and it will say good for the end of November. Um, and so you just put it on a tray in your refrigerator, and it will it come to perfect temperature by Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, and uh, is there a difference in the taste? No, there's very little difference at all. You wouldn't notice it. Um, the frozen turkeys are injected with an 8% salt water solution, the fresh turkeys have a four percent, so it's a little bit less mm-hmm. um, because they. But uh, it, it doesn't. You wouldn't notice the taste at all after you've cooked them both side by side. Yeah, well, you know, I, I would guess. You know, I don't know if the majority of your questions are about uh, the defrosting process, but man, that sure takes a lot of the headache out of it. If you can go to the store and buy a turkey that's already that you know that's not frozen already that that takes half the hassle out for a lot of people right oh yeah it sure does you know our number one question year after year is how to thaw my turkey so um what people do is they don't realize how long it takes to thaw a turkey they're very big so i would recommend if you're getting it today one thing you could do is start putting it in a water bath like in a cooler on the floor of the kitchen and you want to change the water every 30 minutes and it will take uh, approximately 30 minutes a pound, and it will be completely thawed. And then it's good in your refrigerator for up to four days before yeah. you need to cook it. And if you're going to do that bath, uh, it's cold water that you're putting it in. You would think that hot water would help the defrosting, but, but you don't want <laughs> you know, to do that. You want to do it in cold water. Yes, you want to just use cold tap water, um, and that, and actually, it just draws the frozen air right out of the turkey. Okay, so not not hot water, just cold tap water. Well, we've got Mary Alice uh, right up until uh, eleven o'clock with us today for a special segment. We're going to get right to her calls. We're going to take a, a quick break, and then we'll come right back to you, Mary Alice, and uh, get to work here. Okay. Oh, that'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. Mary Alice Coffee, the Butterball Turkey Talk Line with us today on WGN. 1036, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. That means a visit from our friends at the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. Mary Alice Coffee joining us to answer your questions 
about turkey preparation today. We'll get right to the calls in a minute. Uh, by the way, you know, we last week we did our show at uh, Tree Time Christmas Creations in Lake Barrington, a huge success. Uh, and thank you to all of you that came out, but thank you to Tree Time as well for all their hospitality. And they were nice enough to pass along some $50 Tree Time gift cards. And uh, we're going to give one of our tree time, one of these tree time gift cards to the first person who calls in with a question for uh, a Mary Alice coffee. So if you've, you're the first one on the line with a question for uh, our, the Turkey Talk line, uh, lady, uh, we're going to give you this fifty dollar gift card. So stand by for that. So Mary Alice, uh, yes. we've got our bird uh, completely defrosted. Uh, what kind of what other preparation? I've heard people say. Uh, wash the bird down before you cook it. I've heard people say to not do that because it splatters <laughs> well, bacteria Im- everywhere. What What do you right. recommend? <laughs> well, the most important thing to do is have a good working meat thermometer when you have your turkey. So make sure your meat thermometer is working. Uh, get that out. Uh, you're going to have a rack and a shallow open pan. Of course, there's many ways to do turkey, and we are all equipped to answer any questions on whatever kind of appliance you're using or device, if you're going to cook it, fry it outside or maybe put it smoker or put yeah. it on a grill. Well, I want to um, talk about all those things. But once we've got the bird done, okay. we've, we've taken all the packaging out, we've taken the neck yeah. out, we've taken the giblets out. Do we need to do anything else? Do we need to rinse the bird down first or do we just then start prepping the bird once you take it out of the packaging? Once you take it out of the package, all you need to do is set it on a rack Okay. In a shallow open pan, and just use a paper towel to to take out um, most of the moisture off of it, and then it's ready to roast. We do recommend spraying or or basting it with a little bit of vegetable oil, which gives that skin the nice golden brown color. Mm-hmm. And then your oven would be at three twenty five, and it, you just roast it three to three and a half hours if it is unstuffed and a half an hour longer if you have stuffing in it does it depend but that's on the, the most dependable easiest way to do the turkey does it depend on the size of the bird the the, the length at which well, you roast it the uh, the size would be a, between a 10 and 18 pound turkey unstuffed would be three to three and a half hours so uh what is going to tell you when the turkey is done is your meat thermometer so you want to check the thigh temperature, make sure that goes up to 180, and then your breast temperature would be 170. And if you have stuffing uh, in the body cavity, that would be at 165. Then you know your turkey's completely done. Yeah, these instant read thermometers really are a godsend, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're... Oh, my goodness, yes. And there's no excuse. They're very inexpensive. If you have one that's not working, uh, you can pick one up at the grocery store now. Right. So very inexpensive one instant read will work just great right what what is a little bit expensive but uh is like a, a foodie's uh toy they have these new bluetooth internal thermometers they're little probes that you put in the into the turkey that uh send signals back to your iphone without, oh my goodness without that's a, wonderful out no, no wires no nothing i mean it's all done bluetooth and you can right. you can monitor the temperature of the thigh, the breast, the stuffing. Three different readings will come up on your phone with these uh, these Bluetooth probes. 
uh, that sure. they have. And while it's cooking, you can leave the kitchen and go do something else. Yeah. So yeah, go have a, very, That would be very. That would be a great Christmas gift. It, it would be a good Christmas gift for a, for a foodie, definitely. Now, what kind of spicing are you putting on the turkey before you 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 spray it down or or put the oil on it? What what are you right. what are you sprinkling on it? Well, I don't, um, you know, there's no need to sprinkle any spices on it at all. That would be up to a personal preference. Um, Any spices that you put on, salt and pepper or any other spices, will just penetrate into about a fourth of the, uh, a fourth of inch into the meat. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't really change the flavor of the meat. Yeah. But it will, um, you do have to realize that it will go into the pan, so it's going to change the flavor of your drippings yeah. when you make your gravy. Okay. I, I, I uh, mentioned that I had done uh, a 12-pound bird this past week. I, I did it in an air fryer. I was uh, experimenting, and it, actually it turned out pretty good. Uh, but, it looked delicious. I saw it online. Oh, did you I see thought it? it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised how, how quick and easy it was. I put uh, salt, pepper... Uh, paprika, Italian seasoning, garlic? and sage. Garlic, yes, garlic and mm-hmm. some sage. And uh, I just mixed all that together and just lightly sprinkled it all over the bird first. Made It made the skin delicious. You're right, it doesn't... Oh, I bet doesn't change the uh, taste of the the meat at all but uh, uh let's uh, get some of your calls in here waiting to talk to you like Kathy you're on WGN hello Oh hello thank you very much for doing this segment love your show Hey Kathy um, by the by the way you're the first person to talk with Mary Alice today so we're going to oh, send great. we're going to send you that $50 gift card from uh, Tree Time in Lake Barrington okay oh, Thank you so much it's so kind of you appreciate that Pleasure go ahead and go ahead with uh, Mary Alice Okay, yeah. this is Hi. the first time, Mary Alice. I'm going to put a butterball breast and cook it in a crock pot or slow cooker. Do you have any advice for me on that? Uh, we do have a complete instructions on how to do it in a crock pot, yes. Um, and, and as long as it fits in the crock pot, is it going to be a boneless one or, a, or are you doing it in um, a bone-in breast? I am doing it with a boneless. It's your, um, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's your butterball boneless. The boneless one. Yes, that makes a very nice, uh, um, there's a very nice recipe for it actually online at butterball.com. And uh, you can certainly do it in your crock pot without any problem. You don't have to add any liquid to it. But some of the... um, some of the recipes will call for a little bit of uh, onion soup mix or orange juice. So you okay. can experiment with a little bit of flavor there, but it does okay. come out very nice in the crock pot. Do you, do you put it in frozen or do you defrost the boneless uh, bird first? It's always best to thaw it first, thaw, have it completely okay. thawed. Okay. And you leave the string netting on it. Um, it does come with string netting around the roast. So you'd leave that on, and you just shift the netting a little bit, um, and then you put a little bit of oil on the outside of the roast. But it comes out very nice yeah. in the crock pot. Yeah, I've done those in the oven. I'll, I'll bet they would be good in the, a slow cooker. Would you put vegetables in there? Can you put other things in there, too, to cook along with the oh. Yeah, you definitely could put anything you wanted in there. And actually, it's a very popular uh, cook method for working women who and men who are you know, gone for the day, and then they come home and they have a nice little roast yeah. turkey to 
have for dinner. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's, it's nice. Kathy, I hope that helps. Hang on yes. for a moment so we can get the info for the tree time card for you. And let's go to Gregory. You're on with Mary Alice Coffee from the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. Yes, how are you doing? Uh, hi. We we have a 23-pound Butterball. We got several people coming over. And uh, right, every year we go through this, my wife says, you know, I like to put the oil on top and all and butter. I, I okay. stir it with butter, and it, we stuff it. And I like to then, and I add a little water to the bottom of the pan, and uh, then I like to baste it every half hour or so. And my wife says, "No, don't open the oven. You don't have to baste it." What's your right. suggestion? To baste or well, not to sig- baste? <laughs> yeah, our suggestion is you really don't need to baste the turkey at all. Um, because what you're doing, opening the oven door, you're cooling down the temperature of the oven. And so it's going to have to reheat up again when you close it. And the basting really just rolls off the skin of the turkey. The first thing that's right. going to cook in your uh, of your turkey is the skin. So that skin will just be the first thing cooking, and you put basting on it, it'll just roll off. So no need I, to baste. All right, I was just hoping to keep it moist, that's all. Yeah. Gregory, once again, well, your wife is always correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, the key you know, the key to having a very moist turkey um, is to not overcook it. So be sure to watch your uh, meat thermometer and don't let it go over the, the required temperatures, which is 180 in the thigh and 170 in the breast. Yeah. That's the key to have a moist turkey. I'm telling after you what. It comes out of the, yeah, and then after it comes out of the oven, you want to let it rest 20 to 30 minutes before you carve it. And let those juices okay. kind of reset a little bit. What's how, what's your feeling what about I, stuffing or not stuffing? Some people are a little concerned, uh, you know, the, about bacteria uh, if, when you stuff a bird. Some people prefer to do it separately. Well, you can certainly go ahead and stuff your turkey. We're all in favor of that here at Butterball. Uh, I would suggest, though, that you make the stuffing right before you put it uh, before you put it in the turkey and roast it that morning. So you can't make stuffing ahead of time. You have to combine all the ingredients and then put it right in the turkey before you put it in the oven. Okay, okay. and well, real quickly, uh, I cover the turkey with foil. Should we, or for at least the first half of cooking okay. time? Should well, we use foil what- or not? It's not, you know, it's not going to change the cooking time, but what's going to happen is you may not have enough time for the skin to get nice and brown by the time you uncover it, and then the turkey will be done. So okay. my recommendation is leave it uncovered, let it get nice and golden, and when it starts getting, you know, nice and brown, then you just lay a lightweight piece of foil over the top, and that'll prevent it from getting too dark but it will still continue to cook yeah okay there you go good luck gregory with all that and happy thanksgiving to you yeah thanks for your help thank you very much 224 area code mary alice wants to know what your opinion is of using a roasting bag well the roasting oven bags are wonderful um that's a steam method of cooking they're still very very popular uh, what will you'll happen is uh, you do follow the directions that come with the ov- Reynolds oven bag, which are a little different than the directions you'll find on the turkey. So it's a 350-degree oven. You put little vegetables and a little bit of flour in the bottom of the bag, which prevents it from uh, exploding in the, in, the, in the oven. Always a good idea. Uh, you put, 
Yeah, then you put your <laughs> turkey on top of that. It, the, the celery and onions act like a little rack. And then you cut some slits in the top of the oven bag. Mm. You know, it, it does make a beautiful turkey. It doesn't get as uh, dark as a roasted turkey. Right. So sometimes you'll see it doesn't brown as well. Uh, but you will have a lot of juices coming out of that turkey. So it'll you'll have a lot of drippings uh, to make a big gravy. Yeah, it's probably a little easier on the cleanup too, right? Yeah, a little bit easier on the cleanup. So it's all a personal preference of what your family's used to and what you like. So uh, the, uh, let me see here, 224 area code said, problem. I bought two frozen butterballs on Thursday. They're ba- in the back of my refrigerator. Thanksgiving for us just got moved to Saturday. So okay. I'm going to cook them Thursday morning and then pack them up to reheat on Saturday. How do I reheat turkey? Well, what you're going to do is after the turkeys come out of the oven, after you give it a rest period of 30 minutes or more, slice the meat off the bone. You can cut it off in in large chunks like the leg and the thigh, leave in one piece. Um, The breast, you can leave the muscle on all whole, or you can slice it like you're ready to serve it. Put it in a Pyrex dish. Add a little bit of broth or water to it and cover it with foil in the refrigerator. Then when you're going to reheat it, you just set it in your oven at 350 degrees for about 30 to 40 minutes, and it will be piping hot and ready to serve. Sounds great. Mary Alice Coffee, the Butterball Turkey Talk Line Supervisor, answering your questions today at 312-981-7200. More in a minute. 1053. Happen OB coming up at 11 o'clock. Meantime, Mary Alice Coffee, Butterball Turkey Talk Line Supervisor, answering your turkey questions, getting ready for Thanksgiving, 312-981-7200. Judy, you're on the air with Mary Alice. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be on the air, and thank you, Mary Alice, for all the years you've put in to keep us sane. Oh, you're welcome, Judy. Nice to talk to you. My question is, we do not have enough refrigerator space. And so we would like to put the turkey in a cooler for the next three days. And do we add cold water or just leave it in the cooler to thaw? Well, if, uh, if it's going to have to be thawed, is it frozen now? Yes. Yes. Okay, then I would put it in the cooler to get it thawed. And then what you're going to do after it's, uh, you know, it takes 30 minutes a pound, you're going to change the water every 30 minutes. Once it's completely thawed, You want to put it on a tray. You're going to keep it in the refrigerator on the lower shelf because that is the most consistent temperature. And in order to make room, you're going to take things out of the refrigerator that you're not using um, and make some room for it. So you could put your ketchup and mustard or anything that you have in your cooler with some ice, and that'll keep it cold. But you, you do want the turkey in the refrigerator because the temperature will be consistent. For, for how long is it safe, uh, you know, just... It's actually, after it's thawed, it's good for four days in the refrigerator. that work out, Judy? Okay. Yes, that would yeah. be great. All right. Thank you okay. for the advice. That was a little different than what we were thinking. So All thank right. you. Okay. Good luck. Sure, you're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Here's a call, a uh, text... Uh, I listen to the show all the time in South Carolina. Thank you very much. I have an 18 and a half pound turkey. When should I take it out of the freezer? 
Oh, well, I would definitely go ahead and start taking it out now oh, and yeah. start thawing it out. <laughs> <Right>. Because, <laughs> you know, that 18-pound uh, turkey, uh, almost 19-pound turkey is going to uh, it's gonna take, it's gonna take you know, four or five days to thaw. So I would go ahead and thaw it in cold water. And like I said with the last caller, just put it on a tray and yeah. then get it in the refrigerator. Yeah, just do you know, the, it'll, the cooler it'll be, method. Then, yeah, it'll be uh, ready by Thanksgiving morning. There you go. And so, then, uh, just pop it in there and get those uh, instant read thermometers going. That's going to be the key to your right. salvation, right? Uh, there, sure. And then, yeah. Go ahead. I'd also like to recommend that if people go to bubble.com, there's a lot of information there with videos that will show them how to do these things. Um, and also this year we're offering a comfort calendar, which only goes till Thanksgiving, but it open, you know, you can sign up for it at butterball.com and it offers some emotional support, a uh, support as well as oh. Turkey technical hip tips. And, you know, we've always offered emotional support to our callers to encourage them, uh, help them with their, it's a, if it's their first Thanksgiving or their 50th sure. Thanksgiving. It can be very stressful. You know, so. It can be very stressful. So Butterball.com, right. 1-800-BUTTERBALL. And uh, you've got, uh, all, as you said, all kinds of other information uh, that is available. Probably the best way to access all that is uh, Butterball.com, right? Yes, you're right. Right, Butterball.com. Very good. Text us, email, whatever. It's all at Butterball.com. And I'm going to be out at the Butterball Turkey Talk Line uh, live on WGN Television on Wednesday morning. So we'll uh, have more information then. But the talk line's open now, right? So people can get questions answered now if they'd like. Oh, my goodness, yes. We're open, and we've been very busy already. So, yes, please give us a call, uh, 1-800-BUTTERBALL. We'll be here today, um, you know, until 6 p.m. Central Time. Very good. Always nice to talk to you. Thank you. Alice, Mary Alice Coffey, thank you for joining us, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to all your listeners.